0: Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. Well, howdy. Welcome to Herb's Podcast Christmas Trees. What can I do for you, son? Well, I'm looking for a podcast Christmas tree for our show. What do you have? Oh, we got some nice newfangled ones right here. Yeah, kind of anything more... traditional? Well, let me see. How about this? Bit puny, isn't it? Well, put some lights on some tinsel. Why, it'll be as pretty as a milkmaid's knee. Okay, okay. I'll take it. Pleasure to do business with you, son. By the way, what's your podcast? Um, <clears throat> Live from the internet! It's the tri Games Christmas Podcast!
1: And now, your hosts...
2: This is Bruce. This is John. This is Blix. And this is Trav. With Trav as her proxy, we also have Amber. Welcome to the tri Games Podcast. Your podcast of weathering the winter storms and making a party out of it. Ho, ho, ho. Let's move on to our final segment, which was to say, hey, you know, since we are all about creating crazy, strange adventures, especially new worlds for you to explore, we thought that we would examine the possibility of what would a world be like if there was a person who was truly... You know, the personification of the present day Santa Claus as we envision it here in the United States. So we have somebody who travels the world, has his organization travel the world, and deliver presents to all the good boys and girls throughout the world once a year. And that's his job to do. And nobody seems to be able to stop him. So what kind of a world would that be if such a, uh, a person existed? Trav, you got any ideas on that? Let's face it. This guy can sit there and
1: teleport in and out of any building, drops off gifts, and he takes whatever food and drink is off, usually milk and cookies, can travel around the planet in one night and do all this. And flies around in an old-fashioned metal-railed sleigh pulled by eight, excuse me, nine reindeer, one of them with a glowing nose.
2: <laughs> okay, yeah. But first off, we have to start with how he decides on who's going to get presents or not. We have this guy who has the best intelligence network that's ever existed. And it's a little bit creepy because... He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good by his standards. So be good for goodness sake. Yeah. Is he judging you good by his standards or is he judging good by your cultural standards? Well, I don't know. What, what do you think, John? If this is his job. His job is to bring the presence to all the good boys and girls.
1: Yeah, Pip saying being good is relative. So, yeah. Not
2: to him. Not to him, I think he's got something written down. he may say, "Do you respect your parents? Do
0: you do what you're told? Things that are common for most familiar relationships out there, you listen to your elders, you do what you're told, you obey all the rules, you know basically
2: be good little minions. floss your teeth, yeah, that may be optional. No, no, trust me, it's not optional. Don't pick on your siblings, yeah, that means that
0: tribe in the middle of the Amazon forest, they never get presents. Even though they, they obey everything that the elders tell them, they do everything you know. They do everything right. They sacrifice the animals in the correct way. You know, they
2: don't get no presents. I think they do. Well, but they would still have to follow some. They say he would have to get the word out. I mean, he, he's going to give the presents to all boys and girls. Not only is he seeing all this, he also has to educate the entire world on his standards. He's basically laying down the law. He's saying this is the standard for goodness and badness. And I'm going to judge you accordingly. And the word gets out if you don't get presents. Oh, Timmy
0: didn't get presents this year. What did he do? Suddenly, everyone's going to start looking at Timmy
2: and trying to figure out what did little Timmy do this year so he wouldn't get presents. And hey, Bob, I heard that only two of your children got presents this year. My house had four
3: kids who got presents.
2: I'm not really sure you're executive material,
3: Bob. <laughs> Wow. Oh, God. Okay, so Santa Claus has to bring presents to all the good little girls and boys, but he's not going to bring them to all of them, okay, because there are going to be people who don't want this dude in his house. So, for example, uh, Jehovah's Witness, he's not going to deliver any toys to Jehovah's Witness. They don't celebrate Christmas. So any I, I would have to say that one of the prerequisites for him bringing you toys and this would be a social contract that Santa shares with society. If you don't uh, celebrate Christmas, then Santa will not come to your house. It would have to be a, a non-spoken deal that you have because otherwise you've got this guy showing up and dropping presents off. And it's like, dude, we, we don't even celebrate this. What are you doing here?
2: So do you, do you think there's going to be some kind of a symbol I mean, you know, th- that you put up on your house you know, with like a no Santa symbol? It's just making you know you're bad or good. He also knows if you're a Gentile or not. Well, it doesn't have to be a
3: Gentile or not. No, Bruce, you know what it is? You, you, you have to have the, the lit tree up. That's your beacon that he comes to the trees. He comes to the decorated Christmas trees.
1: So you put out the Santa signal.
3: Yeah, that's the Santa signal, right. So if you don't properly
2: decorate your house, Santa's not going to come, even if your boys and girls were good. Right, because how else is he... But now you have some dictator that says he doesn't want Christmas
0: in his country. And he'll burn your house down if you put a Christmas tree up.
1: Let's, uh, Pip brought up something. There are some people who love to celebrate Christmas. Can't have a tree. Those who have cats.
0: Or dog, Big dogs. <laughs>
2: I've got cats, and I still had a tree. You don't have her cats. You just have to wire it up,
3: that's all. <laughs>
1: <laughs> put, like, an invisible fence-type thing
3: on... But hold on, wait, stop. We're talking about a world where Santa Claus really exists. So there's some there's some things that we have we have to give into. All right, so let's say you can't have a tree, but I said decorations. You know I mean, well, I was saying the tree, okay. But let's say decorations. Let's just say decorations. So you have to have some kind of Christmassy decorations up, or in all reality, I guess you wouldn't even have to do that because I mean, if he knows if your kids are good or bad, he knows who's celebrating Christmas. He's basically mind reading. Got what is it? Uh, clairvoyance. He's got some some crazy worldwide clairvoyance. Hey, I wonder if he's got a a, a version of um, what's it? What's Doctor? What's Professor X's uh, cerebro? He's got a he's got his own kind of cerebro. He plugs into.
0: If you're taking the traditional thing, he actually has this list of every girl and boy. He looks at. He's making a list. He's making a list. He writes down the name. He
3: makes it every year but he's getting that from his Cerebro
0: unit. Yeah, he's getting it from someplace.
1: If I see Santa, if Santa's real, I'm sorry where he, you know, touches the side of his nose and he teleports up the, the chimney and he flies around the world and does all this in one night. And then you guys are here throwing in, whoa, yeah, he's got his Cerebro and he's got his intelligence network. The magic versus the technological Santa, it it it's clashing here. My mind is just going, no, no, no.
0: I'd go with the more magical Santa myself.
1: Yeah, same here.
0: Because he can get into a, a Bronx apartment on the second floor with no
1: chimney. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm breaking at Fort Knox. What do you mean there's some fat guy in a red suit you know, here in the gold gold reserve? Yeah.
2: If Santa shows up, I don't think you're going to be able to stop him. I think he's going to do whatever he's going to do, you know?
1: That's true, yeah. If he, he can touch a side of his nose and go up a chimney getting in and out of a place like Fort knox
0: All those NORAD reports every year they do are for real. They're busy trying to track a guy, and he's all over the place. That's a
3: good segue. How does he do that? So we're just going to assume it's magic. So he, he has magic, and he can figure out who's bad and good and who's celebrating Christmas and all that. That's great.
2: You know, so, Cerebro worked for me. Okay.
0: Well, that's cool. Me, I just think he just he just knows. He writes down name, and he knows. Okay,
3: great, great. Yeah. <laughs> so, let's move on to the next piece. So, how does he avoid being shot down by you know uh, anti-air missiles and such? You know, he's he's flying. Gotta remember, he's flying over. He can fly over secret areas. You know, maybe the uh, the U.S. government doesn't want him knowing about you know some missile site or something.
0: As Pitt pointed out, he starts delivering airside the International Dateline, and he covers the entire world. In 48 hours. At speeds, he, you know, missiles? They got walkers trying to chase him.
3: They can't catch him. So are we saying that he actually gets in a sleigh and these reindeers, these flying reindeers, pull him through the air in the traditional sense? Because if that's the case, if that's really happening, that's not even possible.
0: He creates a temporal anomaly and he basically has all the time in the world to get around and do everything he needs.
1: Yeah, Pip brought up something here. This teleport... Uh, let me, Let me scroll back here. This teleportation around the world, if it's magically based, maybe he does need those cookies and milk. Sugar energy to fuel his body because magic is physically draining.
0: (laughs) But now he's going to have milk and cookies waiting for him. They'll have, you know, fruit, some sort of juice or something like that. They put oranges out for Santa... A big player, grubs and something else. You know, they never know what they put out. Depending the culture.
2: Yeah, fruits and vegetables are good energy too. Yeah.
3: But that's all energy. Fruits are filled with sugar. Right.
2: If you're not going the route of the, of the temporal anomaly, if you even say that it's it's possible for us to even to see Santa and say, hey, we want to keep Santa from doing something, they already covered this problem in Santa Claus versus the Martians.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, fine cinema.
2: Yes. In that movie, the the Martians had a killer robot whose job was to do what it, what killer robots do and they set him upon Santa Claus and Santa Claus looks at the giant killer robot with his you know his terrible death rays and things like that and he said oh what a wonderful toy and so it became oh <laughs> <laughs> so all those ICBMs suddenly turn into Nerf rockets and such <laughs> You just threw away how many millions of dollars of ordnance because you sent it towards Santa Claus and his, hey, everything that comes toward me is a toy.
1: That would be another superpower that he can't be harmed. Anything that would be harmful, he could turn into a non-harmful facsimile.
2: I think it would automatically happen.
1: Yeah, and, well, he'd have to be cognizant of it, obviously. If he sees the killer robot, oh, boy. It's a rock 'em sock 'em sock thing. No. And it's like all these soldiers with guns. What do you mean these are all made from Mattel? <laughs>
0: and they shoot in silly string.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> right.
3: Well, the thing is, nobody ever sees him, though. So it might be a moot point that the whole, you know, detecting him flying through the sky. Well, you know, he's got a magic sleigh. He's got flying reindeer. He can make himself invisible to missiles and stuff.
1: I figured it out. I figured it out. Guys, I got this. The man... Never ages. Right. He's always looked like, you know, the old guy with the white beard. He has a bag that apparently can hold toys for every child on earth, yet it's, you, we all know the size of the bag, yet it's bigger in the inside and it is than the outside. He can dilate time. I figured it out. Santa Claus is from Gallifrey.
3: <laughs> he very well could be. Oh,
1: uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, I can run around the world in under a second. Ready? Here I go. Takes a step. Want to see me do it again?
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That pales in comparison to him dropping into every house.
1: Yeah, because it takes time to, you know, set everything up and then leave again. So, yeah, he...
3: Hundreds of millions of houses.
1: Yes. Oh, Pip has a question. Let me ask this. Legally, he is breaking and entering. Yep.
3: He has eminent domain,
0: right? He... And if you remember the miracle on 34th Street, you arrest Santa Claus, you will not get reelected to police commissioner the next election.
1: Is he exempt from all governmental laws? Yes. Well, Pip, we already said this. First of all, nobody's going to catch him. If this man can go around the world in, in that time and do what he can do and pop in and out of buildings and, from what Bruce said, change your weapons into toy versions, would you be arrested for shooting him in your house if you managed to see him or attack him? And now I'm reminded of a very Harold and Kumar Christmas where Harold accidentally shoots Santa as he's flying overhead.
0: <laughs> hey, don't forget the Santa Claus with an E. Those series of movies where if you
3: if you accidentally kill Santa, you become
0: Santa.
1: Ah, uh, yes, those. Yes,
3: I had a thought. I was thinking that. Can you imagine? Uh, Santa Claus takes off out of his his little village, right? And as he takes off, he clones or splits himself into like millions of Santa Clauses. And they actually all go to different places. They all teleport to a different place. And he delivers all these toys. And then at the end of the evening, they all come back together and merge back into the creature we know as Santa Claus.
0: So basically he's using quantum wave functions to be everywhere.
2: So he's actually a quantum wave function. Sure. Right, that. Or he could simply use a massive, uh, you know, molecular assembler. He simply has a recording of himself as who he is, and that's one reason why he never ages, because he constantly just puts himself physically back to the same template. But he can just take that same template and produce billions upon billions all over the world. These things come up out of the ground, and poof, there's a Santa Claus coming out of it. Right? They descend on the earth like snow. <laughs> And when they're done, they d- they go back from whence they came.
0: Yes. Okay, but we do know that people write letters to Santa, and he gets them. He gets all these letters. So that does mean he is someplace where the postal services of the world can deliver letters to. Oh, sure. He would be at the North Pole. Therefore,
2: they would deliver those ma-
0: Which means he's kind of ticked off right now with global warming, the fact that it's, we may actually get a year pretty soon where there is no... Well, sheet on the North Pole.
3: Yeah, that's actually something that, that I thought of. Um, I, I thought about this a couple years ago. I was like, well, what happens, okay, because uh, they're predicting that it, – and it's possible that at some point during the summer, all of the ice on the north cap of the world will all be gone, every bit of it, over the summer. And then some of it will freeze back over the winter. So uh, I, I thought it would be kind of cool – if they did like a huge publicity campaign where Santa decides he's going to move to the South Pole, he's going to relocate.
0: If you look at some of the history, some of the stories about Santa Claus, like I said, the Dutch version, he lives in Spain. The Scandinavian lap versions, he's actually up in north, up by the Arctic Circle, but he's still on – he's in a valley in the mountains. Right. If you go to the more European secular Santa, he lives up, up by the Arctic Circle up in – Either in Lapland or in North uh, Norway. He doesn't live actually at the North Pole. He's at the North Pole with quotation marks. He really is on land, and he's you know, he, there's a, and you can go visit him if you want to make
2: the trek and say hi to Santa.
3: According to Frosty the Snowman, the original cartoon, you could take a train almost to him.
2: The North Pole Express does go to him.
0: Yeah. You can go visit Santa and, uh, you know, talk to him. As Amber asked the question, is this our world or a different world? It's a different world. Oh, it's a different world. It's a different world than our current one. So, yes. You need a neutral third party to to help work out the situations in the in the Mideast? You go see Santa.
2: I mean, heaven help you if Santa suddenly decided to not give any presents to the children of a country because he didn't like the government. The middle class would, would revolt almost immediately. And the middle class is what always causes the revolutions. If you think Assad having problems in
0: Egypt, just imagine Egypt without Christmas.
3: <laughs>
0: There's no Soviet Union. Santa Claus got ticked off at Stalin. and Oh, yeah, they're back to, back to a Democratic Republic that quick because there was no Christmas.
2: So here you have this guy that produces something like, well, not six billion toys, but maybe somewhere around the neighborhood of three billion toys every year. And he produces brand name. So you want an Xbox, you get Xbox. Is he going to give you what you really want? Then yeah, it's going to be an Xbox. Either A, he produces the toys himself, which means he's either going to have to have some huge magical device, but even so, you're going to have warehousing the size of a small country to be able to hold all of these presents as he's making them. Or... You have to contract with the various manufacturers throughout the world, and they have to provide warehousing throughout the world so he can do his just-in-time delivering the night of Christmas.
3: Now he just uses Amazon.
2: Yeah. He knows what you want for Christmas on December
0: 26th for next year. But for that to work any uh, you know, production schedules, he has to know what you want for Christmas, so he's able to pre- predict what you want for Christmas before you even know what you want for Christmas.
2: There's always going to be a certain percentage of girls who want dolls, a certain percentage of boys who want a baseball or a, or a football or something like that. I'm, there's a certain set amount of items, I think, are going to be pretty much guaranteed, so he's only going to have to come up with the ones who are a little bit more particular I would say he would have to uh, work with the uh, toy manufacturers to make sure he knew what the toys to be released that year were going to be so he'd be able to forecast how many of glitter and Barbie were going to be needed versus drop on my head and bounce back on my feet, Elmo's.
0: Or it could be that his, his present this bag that contains all the presents really doesn't have any presents in it at all. It's just like a big bag of wishing. He goes in, puts his hand in, and he pulls out the present you want.
2: That's not as interesting, I think, than having to actually create some kind of a logistical thing with... Because if that's true, what's he need all those elves for? That's true, yeah. And if that's the case, those elves, they can make an Xbox
0: from wood and stuff they find around the in the Arctic Circle.
1: See, that's the thing that always bugged me about Santa as a kid. I'm sitting there looking at things. I'm starting putting two and two together So wait a minute. So let me get this straight. Santa has workshops in Taiwan, Taiwan and he writes like my dad. Okay, that's when I started to wonder, okay, what's going
0: on here? Now, children, if you're listening to this, now don't listen to Trav,
2: because we all know Santa Claus does exist. (laughs) If you use the laws of magic, which is like begins like, or the substitution magic, this is the same kind of a concept where you can make a doll, you know, the voodoo doll, where you make a simachron of somebody and it actually has the normal effect. It's quite possible that an elf, he carves an Xbox out of a piece of wood. And therefore it becomes an Xbox because the laws of magic say that once you get close enough, the magic takes care of the rest. Ah, yep. So it's quite possible for them to create all these toys. Maybe you know, maybe Santa's bag isn't full of of nothing. Maybe Santa's bag is full of a doll that when Santa pulls it out becomes the doll that it's supposed to be to take this one further maybe his you know his bag isn't full of presents it's
0: basically an opening to the warehouse you know he just puts his hand through and elf hands him the uh the the, the the present and he takes it on through oh okay
3: yeah he opens the bag up and he goes uh johnny jones mm. Uh here you go santa what's well, it's not a bag of holding it's a portal you no know that's what i'm saying he opens the bag up it's a and it's it's literally he's looking into his shop it's a wormhole right yeah
0: Okay, Santa. Here you go. Here's a doll. Okay, no, not a doll. I wanted a. I wanted a Clego vision.
2: Okay. Here's a Clego vision. <laughs> oh my god. Clego vision. Meanwhile, on the, on the other side, you see this hand just out of this hole in the sky, you know, in, in, in the top of the of the warehouse. This enormous hand just comes re- stretching out and coming down and grabbing something and yanking it back. You know. I'd imagine
0: that if, if, if he is having elves, it is the largest manufacturing facility on Earth. It would be visible from space. It would have to be the size of at least a small country. Yeah, it, basically, this one island in the, in the Arctic Circle, it's basically yeah. it's Santa's workshop.
2: I mean, you'd have to have large container ships, and you'd have to have railroads, and all kinds of things to bring all the materials to Santa's if he's doing it all to bring it to Santa's workshops so he could take that wood and metal and the coal, you know, because you have to have a certain amount of coal because, you know, that's what some kids get, right? These big sledges full of stuff are having all to go up to, to Santa's workshop so they can be worked on and then sent back to the, to the world. Yeah. Actually, if Santa's making all the presents,
0: there may not be a toy industry in the world. He made during the year, this is how he makes his money. He sells toys. You know, during the year, his elves are busy making to- are busy making all the things you buy in the toy stores. They all come
3: from the North Pole, except for Christmas. What do you think? He's got he's got a toy monopoly. Yeah. Here? Oh well, I guess in the Santa world, sure, all toys are
2: invented by Santa. It's possible if if assuming he's not contracting with toy manufacturers to produce the toys he's going to give away.
0: Oh, I can see that now. They're sitting in Taiwan or in China. there are all these all these. Uh, Chinese businessmen standing there, and there's this four foot elf. Okay, you guys, you're gonna be sending your planet over here, and we're gonna making sure that everything you produce is to to spec, and no slave labor. Okay?
1: That's what the elves are. They're not workers. They're they're his his negotiators. They're, they're-
0: enforcers.
1: Enforcers. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: You don't want to get in Santa's bad side.
1: Well, no, if a guy, if the guy has the type of power where he can go around the world and do all this, get in and out of anywhere, you know, make toys like this, don't you think that he would also have the power if you were to cross him to do something to make you regret it? It's like, no, no, Santa,
3: no, please, don't send the elves. Don't send the elves. I'll do it. I'll do what you ask. <laughs>
0: My little Chairman Mao, I wouldn't sell elves.
3: i send Krampuses. <laughs> oh, that's what he sends. He's like, oh, oh you want not cheat me off? I'm going to send a Krampus. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't send a Krampus. <laughs> or Krampi. Not the Krampus.
2: So everybody wants to stay on Santa's good side because Santa, if he has to, can, you know, as you say, because he can change time and space or do all these other things. He's basically an unstoppable force. You know, It's a good thing he's on our side, because if he decided to use his power for evil, there would be nothing that could stop him. He could be the world's greatest dictator.
3: And don't forget, Satan is an anagram of Santa.
2: Wow, thank you. That, that, uh...
3: Since we
0: posited a uh, Santa existing, how about other anthropomorphizations of, of, of uh, holiday uh, personas, such as the Easter Bunny? If there's a Santa, is there an Easter Bunny?
1: Again, this would be back to the Santa Claus, where all the various holiday icons were sitting there shooting the breeze. There's the Easter Bunny, the Tooth Fairy, Mother Nature. <laughs> yeah.
0: But who would represent Halloween, though? I I don't want to step in on uh, Disney's and Tim Burton's feet, but I don't think it would be a, a skeleton.
1: A jack-o'-lantern, mm-hmm. scarecrow-type figure?
0: The Great Pumpkin. Are you kidding me? Oh, that, that's Schultz, and it's actually isn't he now owned by? Oh, he's one of my King features though. But actually, no, I'm thinking, what is if you look at all decorations? In fact, you know, Halloween decorations. What is the most common feature on decorations? The pumpkin. No, a witch.
1: I'd say a black cat.
3: Not in my house. Oh, you're right, a black cat. Yeah.
1: It's funny. I know somebody. Their house is decorated in a Halloween theme. Three sixty five. I first went there. Uh, Laura's roommates. And I went and I said, oh, you're decorating for Halloween. And Jeff looked at me dead in my and said, this is all year round. We'll get out the extra Halloween decorations in about a week. And I'm like, really?
3: <laughs> so, so wait a minute, John. If you're saying if you want to go with the black cat being the representation of Halloween, so what, Samuel L. Jackson runs around? <laughs>
2: Halloween is the one day of the year when cats are as important as they think they are.
1: Yeah, because they worshipped in ancient Egypt and no one told them in
2: ancient Egypt. And they've never forgotten that either. Yeah, right, exactly. They haven't forgotten.
0: The thing is, Halloween is so different because it is really a European, so you would have Halloween, but down in Mexico you have Day of the Dead. Sure. They have the Day of the Dead. The dead get up and walk around and talk to their kids. You know, there's someone's great, 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 grandpa spending five minutes with one of his thousands and thousands
2: of great, 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 great. Descendants. Yeah, descendants. Yeah. I can't believe John finally made his stutter work for him. You can't see my hands, Bruce, right
3: now. Santa wasn't drinking um.
2: <laughs> it would be a different world if Santa was you know like I say he would be the most important guy in the world he you know everything would pretty much revolve around Santa, I would think,
0: followed by the Easter Bunny and whatever we whatever the figure is for Halloween, and then the rest are like, oh, okay, sure. I'm a tooth fairy yeah. The tooth fairy scary,
3: the tooth fairy takes a piece of you, man. That is creepy. What does it do with all those teeth? I mean, it's taking bones from your body. That's kind of. Oh well, if
0: you want one version, and I'll push a book for Sir Terry Pratchett. Uh, look up hog. Look up uh, Hogfather. What the Tooth Fairy does with those oh, teeth.
3: Oh boy. Eh. So hey, this this is a great. Uh, this, the, I guess we should be promoting Rise of the Guardians for this episode because.
1: Yep. Um. Pip did say something here. She goes, it sounds to her like if there was a world where the idea of Santa Claus was real, there wouldn't be room for different cultures, languages, laws. The whole world would be universal.
2: Well, there certainly be a lot of commonality because of that.
0: Well, yeah. Yeah, well, it also depends when Santa Claus appears, too. I mean, does he appear, does he appear say, you know, at the beginning, or is he, uh, does he only appear after, say, like in uh, the 16th century or 17th century? That will
2: still give you a culture of differentiations, yeah. The biggest thing is is the whole question of the good and bad children. Okay, I mean, if Santa Claus is enforcing some kind of a moral standard, that's going to transform all the different cultures of Earth. All the kids are going to want to get their presents. They're all going to want to follow Santa's rules. So it's going to be the one common touchstone for every culture on Earth.
3: Hold on, wait. I got got one one thing to say to that, and that is... uh, human nature there'll be some societies and and there'll be big factions of these like maybe even entire countries or regions where they don't want the santa the santa claus anywhere near them so they're going to be you know they're going to see him as uh uh maybe an evil spirit or or a corrupting agent it's like oh you're all being you know you're being uh, groomed to follow this santa claus for presence you know for this materialistic world you know what i mean
2: Materialistic, I, I agree with you, but I mean, but still, they're gonna, they're those people are gonna be marginalized. You know it.
3: Well, no, no, I mean, well, th- but you might have whole societies. You may, you may have. I can't believe it. I mean, te- ex-
2: give me an example where that would actually be true, where a whole society would say, "Hey, we're totally against this whole Santa thing, where this guy is just giving us
3: something for following some basic rules of 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 decency toward each other." Dude, I'm just basing it off what I see with religion. You know, I mean, pe- people. You know, you have. Uh, yeah, he
2: doesn't have to be a religious figure.
3: No, no, I'm not saying he is. No, I'm not saying. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying that I, I really do think that there would be entire countries um, who would who would push this guy off you know i mean like somebody like Fid- okay somebody like fidel castro right let's say no one is allowed to worship this guy Santa, or not worship but follow or celebrate christmas because then this guy santa gets into your head and he knows when you've been bad or good he's watching you and anyone who follows this or celebrates christmas will be put to death or imprisoned or whatever because i don't want him in our country I mean, I could see that kind of stuff. I don't know if it would happen or not. I'm just, I'm pontificating here.
0: There could be religious sects. There are are always religious sects. Like I said, the Puritans did not celebrate Christmas. They would probably definitely oppose any form of gift-giving or present-giving
3: to their children because that would lead them to, well, sing and not be godly. And the Jehovah's Witnesses, they don't follow any holidays. They don't even celebrate birthdays. But Bruce, I think you're right in that that would be... A smaller portion of society. I think the greater portion of society would be would be into this Santa guy.
0: Yeah, and you know, based on all the various legends around Santa Claus, if you if you oppose him, if, if you if you're a religious leader opposing Santa versus the culture opposing Santa, which are two different things, Santa is quite capable of bypassing you and you know, basically un- unseating you by giving gifts to the children, you know, no matter what you do, uh, or re- withholding those gifts. You know, at, at that point, you know, so you know, leaders, even though they may not get may not gifts or presents, they hold their position by being nice to Santa.
2: <laughs> any kind of objection to this would last maybe a generation until their kids grew up having not, you know, not been able to have any of these things or every year their family gets coal because they're not willing to, you know, to support you know Santa. Ah, more coal! Thank you! I'm going to put this in the fireplace and stay warm this year. <laughs> <laughs> then they grow up and they realize that all the world is getting these presents as a reward for being decent to one another, and the, and their parents and their government, whatever, has, has said, no, you're not getting any of that, because we just don't think it's a good thing. We have similar things that happen with religions, uh, I'll grant you. I think human nature would create opportunities for Santa to come to a being of minds with the various people, I I think throughout history we've seen where people are always able to figure out some way around uh, a, a stricture they consider to be onerous. I mean, and I'm not to pick on the Jews, but you know they have all these rules about not working on their Sabbath, yet they have all these you know ways of avoiding it. I mean, there's even people who create. All kinds of interesting mechanical devices that allow them to fulfill their stricture of no work, yet still have things happen like phones and uh, cars and all kinds of other things.
1: Well, yeah, the the thing about human nature, I mean, human nature is self-interest. I mean, we from the moment we're born, we look out for ourselves. We cry in order to get fed and changed and clothed and taken care of and we're taught to be good because it's a societal norm we usually are we learn evil either from having it perpetrated upon us or because we see it as a form of of gaining power in a situation now these people that are not you know getting the santa thing they're going to learn to be good because they realize after a while there're going to be people going you know what all these other people are getting presents we're getting screwed here This ain't getting it. We might want to get on on this Santa thing if we want our kids to get presents. And Pip also said here it could terribly backfire, though, because the child that isn't given anything may grow up to spoil their children to the point where their own children turn to uh, snobbish, spoiled brats because they're given everything because the parent is overcompensating on the childhood they lost out on.
2: Yeah, that could be true, too. And because we are talking about a game world... I think Peter. I think it's a great idea to have groups of people that are totally are totally reactionary against Santa Claus. Yeah. Because that makes a more interesting story.
0: Now, Bruce, you wrote up an adventure for in your in the uh, in your Bureau Thirteen magazine, Terror Watch, that dealt with Santa in, in the Bureau Thirteen world. Ah, uh, yeah. Did he actually deliver toys, or, or did he sort of like work voodoo and the parents to make sure that they delivered the right toys? I can't remember how you worked that out. Santa
2: delivered the toys. However, he didn't go to all the households. He acted under inspiration. He would bring special presents to people who really needed them. Ah. So he didn't have to deliver millions upon millions of toys every year. He probably didn't deliver more than a few thousand. Yeah, that's right. The magic sleigh took him wherever he needed to go, and he was used. He, ma- he was a magical being, so he could get inside of houses, and there was never any problem. You know, the police would always be looking the other direction, and there were ne- he never got closed line <laughs> by power lines or anything like that. It was all very, you know, it was all done, you know, in the whole spirit of Christmas and a happy, joyous experience. So, yeah, and uh, but it, that that was how we got around the whole thing about. You know, delivering millions upon millions of toys He just didn't do it he, he, And that's also why most people don't believe in Santa Claus Is because he doesn't go to everyone's houses So the evidence isn't, uh, isn't overwhelmingly there And so they can you know they can write it off to being something that the parents have given But, you know, every once in a while you'll have a present under your tree That is really special and nobody will know where it came from And it really raises the question
0: and I wrote a little short story uh, that I, I posted once to the Yahoo group and then I had it on the forums. I'll have, probably have to move it because they're eventually maybe actually close the forums down one of these days. Um, but I wrote a little short story that took place, I believe, in 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 Finland or Lapland with their version of of Santa Claus, which I deemed, the story is called Yes, Virginia, but the person in question is Yulopuki, the Finnish version of, of Santa Claus. Uh, but he lives in the valley, and you know, he and he delivers toys to all good good girls and boys. And you know, and, and my two uh, characters in the story, you know, they show up to go and visit Santa Claus. See if they actually had been good girls and you know, good at least good boys, you know. And it's a, you know that'd be an interesting you know a fringe world that you can consider going to where there is a Santa Claus. Uh, he's more traditional. He for him, it's the twelve days of Christmas, not the night of Christmas. He rides a sleigh and he visits all the good girls and well, all good. Christian girls and boys the majority of the world is left out of the, of the gift giving at that point <laughs> unless they have their own equivalents in their own culture. so you, you do have the option where you have instead of the secular Christ, Christ, uh, Santa Claus you actually have the religious the religious Santa Claus and yeah that means he doesn't deliver to anyone who isn't Christian and depending on your interpretation maybe it, it, only to the Protestant kids or maybe only to the Catholic kids you never know
1: yeah, Pip was asking, she thought it was the 24 days of Christmas. She knows the song is 12, but she goes, isn't it traditionally the 24 days? I always thought it was the 12 days myself.
2: It's 12 days because it ends on uh, one of the, a religious festival day. Twelfth night. Those 12 days are actually a period of time... Following Christmas, so
0: yeah, there you have a a, a, Santa, a Santa Claus uh, uh, analog who only delivers to the good good Christian kids, and it takes him twelve days to do it because, well, yeah, he's got, got his reindeer can only fly so fast, you know, and he, he has to go back and forth and get more presents every day.
2: But if you did have a Santa Claus that only delivered presents to us children of a certain religion, it would certainly be a big boost to people joining up with that religion, don't you think? Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, you get these holidays off, you get this and this, and toward the end of the year, you get this one guy that gets you these really cool gifts toward the end of the year. What do you say?
2: It would certainly be a big inducement to joining up. You might end up with you know millions upon millions of, of uh, gifts needing to be produced anyways, because everybody's going to want their presence if... if, if He gives presents out for, you know, being nice people. And, of course, he could actually have some fairly dark type things where, you know, Santa has some kind of a mystic mark on his toys. and, And if it was given not only to children but also to adults, then it'd be like, okay, so this year, who didn't get a present? You know, as we were talking about, you know, uh, the the person saying, hey, you're not going to get promoted because not enough of your kids got presents. Well, if everybody got a present from Santa Claus or didn't, if he wasn't a good boy or girl, you know, it might drive police investigations because, oh, you didn't get a present this year. Wonder what you've been doing. Mm hmm. So you'd, you'd have all these these this you know intelligence services that are just waiting for Christmas to come around, and everybody has to go outside and and hold up their presents, for, you know, to be photographed by the, the the police cruiser as it goes down the street. Who didn't get a present this year? Let's see. Yeah, hold out your presents so we can inspect them. Right.
0: <sighs> you want to know who's one of us and who isn't? Then next year. Why? That person doesn't get, pre- doesn't get a present. <laughs> you know, it's like, what? Well, why because you're suppressing people.
1: <laughs> Couldn't you make a fake present?
0: It could be a mystic mark that goes away after a period of time.
1: Box lit, wrapped in leftover wrappings. Wow.
2: If one of the things was, let's say, uh, an ornament that was put on your tree that, all, that came from Santa's workshop, and, all, and, and everybody got it at the same time on Christmas Eve, well, if you didn't have that ornament... Then uh, something's wrong in your household. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying is that, you know, very easily this whole thing with Santa Claus could turn very dark very quickly. And I'm not, I'm not suggesting that you do that. However, you know, wouldn't it be great to have like two alternates on the same platform in where you had dark Santa on one world and you had good Santa on the other? You might have the war of the Santas between the two. Oh, yes. You have Santa Bot. From
0: Futurana, Futurama, Futurama, right. <laughs> yeah. Or you can have the, you, you, actually, I can see that you you have the one node which is basically Christmas World, the, the prime is Christmas World, and all the alternates are alternates of that place. Yeah, so Christmas World is basically the one we just finished talking about. Santa delivers toys and presents to everybody. You, and you really have to be a really a bad girl and boy not to get a present, you know
2: so Jeffrey Dahmer would definitely not get presents right but yeah <laughs> and you'd have you'd have to do something like you know break your brother's arm or something and and not kill, say you're sorry yeah you know? or or kill people well i that yeah that's kill. worse you yeah.
0: yeah. Or do other things, which we're not mentioned here. But you know, basically, you'd be, not be a good b- girl and bo- or boy, right? You uh, know. And then, and then, you know, the, but then all the alternates are variations of that theme. You know, you have places where yes, you have Santa Claus who whips the children
2: if they're not if they're not good, <laughs> right? Or you you have some version of the Pied Piper where Santa Claus comes through the towns and all the bad boys and girls have to follow him, and they and they go back to. The uh, the North Pole, and you find out the Santa Elves are basically the a slave force. That's that's all the bad boys and girls that he's collected from the previous years oh. and previous years upon that.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like I said, it can get dark. Yeah, that's true. They could. Yeah, that's where his elves come from. You know, they all the they all become asexual creatures, and they live for several years. And then he's got to get another get more. But he always needs renewing. You know, they they they, they transmogrify into elves. Or trolls. or trolls, or yeah. Well, that that probably that'd probably be Norwegian.
2: Anyway, so uh, any more ideas about uh, the, you know a world in which Santa you know was real and had to, uh, and, and the entire world basically had to accommodate Santa Claus? Mm, it wouldn't be ours. <laughs> Assuming that you weren't using some kind of magic to produce the toys, wouldn't there be a a really big uh, decay in its own wastes? I mean all that – those materials going up there to create those toys, all the byproducts of that. You know, they put them on big container ships and steam, you know, all the chippings and, and uh, pieces of rag and toxic chemicals from the paints and solvents and everything else and have to you know, at the same time have this huge – you know, taking them back to the various countries they're from and say, well, we're going to bring you toys, but you have to take care of all these waste materials we use in the construction of your toys. How green is
0: Santa? Does he, you know, find some way to to use everything? Are there no waste products? You know, does he use everything? But even if he uses everything, I mean, there's still
2: going to be some byproducts, you know.
0: Yeah, Yeah, the process, like, if you got plastics... Unless you're using the sympathetic magic like you were talking about, if he's actually really making Xboxes or the or the Santa equivalent of, a, of an Xbox. Now, understand, that means there's no competition for toys. Right. So if Santa Claus makes a game console for your TV set, that's the only brand out there because nothing else would be as good as Santa's.
2: Right. Obviously, the, the kid is going to save his best or his biggest and most expensive toy selection for Christmas, so all the big ticket items that are used to support the toy industry every year, those items are, are not going to exist because, you know, Santa, because the kid's going to go around and say, hey, I want something like an Xbox or I want my own computer or whatever. And so all those industries that would normally construct them, unless Santa contracts with those industries to produce them, they wouldn't exist because everyone's going to wait till Christmas to get their, you know, the, the whatever they want for the next year. Now, you know, we are saying that if you are a girl or boy, so that, that leaves the parents out. Right, so the parents can't get anything. You know, so all the toy industries would be about making adult toys.
1: Aww.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I actually can imagine that a lot of the industry there is an industry. They go, okay, thank you, Johnny. Uh, I'll give you lots of money, and we'll get you another one next year. But we're going to take you take this new this new um, uh, game console you got from Santa Claus, and we're going to reverse engineer it to see how, how he did it. And there's a big industry
2: around reverse engineering Santa's toys. So let's say only 10% of the kids said they wanted an Xbox because because they, uh, they, they had other things that they wanted. Let's say you only got one present from Santa Claus. Then that would mean that all the other kids would say, hey, well, I want an Xbox too. So now you have all these industries reverse engineering Santa in order to you know, produce the toys that they can then sell to all the other kids. So, so Santa actually becomes a huge innovator. He's an innovator instead of being this anti-capitalist. He would be the guy who would be driving the economy.
0: Yeah, he's uh, yeah. That also means all almost all the innovations come from Santa. Well, mo- okay, the initial innovations come from Santa, but then you know the, the geniuses start reverse engineering and figure out how he does things.
2: Right. But a lot of technology will be. Santa Claus-based technology. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know. Yeah. Just like the PC. You know, they had the original PC chips, and then they got reverse engineered, and they started coming out with other ones. And before you know it, you've got all kinds of wild, crazy chips coming out of all kinds of countries trying to do better the, the chip that Santa made. And you've got people visiting Santa Claus. You've got people visiting Santa Claus
0: looking at his reindeer, trying to figure out how do they fly. Yeah. Can we have – if, if you have an extra,
2: extra, extra calf, can we have one? Right. Because, you know, no boy or girl needs a supercomputer. No. But there's a lot of businesses out there that do need supercomputers. So, therefore, you know the amount of technology that Santa is producing might have a certain limiter based upon what it needs to, to, to actually do stuff first time santa gives out a game console then every year santa's gonna be coming out with better game consoles or better games or better games or whatever yeah that's gonna drive the industry because every year santa's gonna come out with a better toy yeah because every year some kids gonna say well i want i want an xbox that does this you know more than what the last xbox did and so santa innovates and innovates until finally it's as good as anybody can imagine it getting. And so at that, from that point on, then the Xbox doesn't, you know the, doesn't get any better, but then you, you know the, the various industries say, okay, well fine, we're going to go and now we're going to innovate and we're going to make it better for big industries like you know having spaceships and, and having supercomputers to do the genome and stuff like that. The only problem with Senate-based technology is that it turns off every, tw- uh,
0: every Christmas day. The whole day and it turns itself back on again because it's Christmas and Santa Claus, you know, you don't work in Christmas, so your computer shut down. <laughs>
2: uh,
0: okay. <laughs> but I'm thinking, though, uh, along this way, okay, so he's making games or he's making stuff, but Santa Claus is not going to make a first person sh- shooter because killing people is bad.
2: Yeah. <laughs> there are certain kinds of toys that Santa's not going to make. You know, we haven't even discussed that. You know, we, we talk about Santa getting, got, making toy guns and things like that, but what about games like first-person shooters, things where violence is inherent? I mean, is Santa going to make Call of Duty and Death Race 2000? All those ones that are currently being made that are combat simulators.
0: It's going to be more like Mario Brothers or something like that, and you don't
2: kill the creatures, you just knock them out, or it be nothing but, you know... My Little Pony games. You never know. know. Right, so again, you'd have other industries that were secondary industries playing off the Santa toys and and coming up with games that Santa won't produce.
1: Pip came up with something. Would Santa make Portal where, while you aren't the shooter, you're playing a game under the constant assumption of death, should
2: you fail? Hmm. I don't know. It just depends on how it was depicted, but you probably... But you know, if you if you if it's just a reset, I don't know. If it's a
0: if it's a struggle where you well yeah, maybe it's you're not going to get killed. You can get captured and taken. Say it's portal, but you get captured and taken back to your cell, and you got to escape again and do it.
1: She says a constant assumption of death. Something fatal will happen to you. Something will kill you.
2: It doesn't sound like something in the spirit of Christmas or or Santa to me.
1: Right, yeah, and and see it's like you're trying to be good and you're die because of it. Well, you know, it's Santa. He doesn't, you yeah. know Yeah.
0: And any attempts to make first person shooters will fail when the kid with the high with the highest score doesn't get any presents that year.
1: Yeah. Because it's like, "Oh, okay, you really did well in this game. That means you must have violent impulse. That's not a good thing to. That doesn't get you on Santa's nice list."
2: Right, yeah, it could be true. I mean, I, if he had a first-person shooter, it would probably be something more along the lines of you have to shoot this target to you know to break this you know the, this this piece that causes the door to open and other things or snowballs or snowball fights or
0: or you know basically non-violent things. Now, here's the thing because considering of his cultural background, he would have a hunting simulator though. That's not bad. You're hunting deer. You're hunting deer. You're hunting whatever. You know, putting food on the table.
2: He's not against that.
0: Yeah, so there would be, you have first person shooter in forms of a hunting sh- of a hunting game
1: where you learn how to hunt. Pip said, um, but it only happened if you would Phil. You're trying to survive, but there's still the and in caps, not subtle or hidden presence of death if you screw up. There's no such thing as a video game with any sort of violence. Any role, any RPG ever will have combat where you fight.
2: Produced by Santa. It could be produced by somebody other than Santa. Yeah. Call of Duty, your Carmageddon, all those various games, your Saw games, Grand Theft Auto, you know, Grand Theft Auto, those would all be produced by people who were just taking advantage of this this game that's already been produced by Santa.
0: Or, yeah, a game platform that
2: he's created, and uh... or they're they could just simply producing mods to existing games to turn them into such games.
0: Oh yeah. Ooh. Yeah, so so there's programmers out there who basically, like like the uh, Polish and uh, uh, the Polish programmers, or know who who was it Uh, Ukrainian Ukrainian hackers who reverse engineered uh, all our software that we produce and 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 then basically learn how to code uh, from from there. You know, basically all these guys who are busy trying to figure out how sound makes this code because it's so good. And they're learning new things about coding that, you, you, know, you know, he's really teaching, you know, you learn how to code by beginning a piece of Santa's software and told reverse engineer it. Figure how it works.
2: So what do you think? Do you think Santa would do something about this? Would he say, hey, you're taking my presents and perverting them? Take action? Yeah, would he take action? Uh, well, he needs money. He may turn around and say, sure, you can, you can do that.
0: You got to pay me for it, though.
1: Yeah. I want kind of the action.
0: I got to feed these elves.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got to keep Mrs. Claus and, you know, cooking things, you know.
3: Nylons and chocolate. Yeah. He sends down the Krampus to collect, uh, yeah. to collect the fee.
0: We keep saying Santa Claus, but, you know, if he's, he really is a, a good person. If you don't have kids, you, he, he doesn't have much leverage on you personally, but he can affect your customer base. You know, especially if he lets them know why he's giving them coal instead of a present.
3: Nah, I wouldn't see him being, if he's benevolent as he is, I wouldn't see him punishing the kids for the parents' mistake.
0: Yeah. Or the company's mistake that made the game.
3: Yeah. Right, yeah, I, would, I wouldn't see that.
0: You, you may get a letter from him saying, I want to talk to you.
2: Come up to the North Pole. <laughs> <laughs> so he just turn a blind eye to it, is what you're saying. That, or have a conversation with you, you know. <laughs> So, what do you think? Do you think that uh, Santa would have a cutoff, an age cutoff for presents? I mean, would it be eighteen, sixteen? Would it be the the age of majority, depending upon what
3: country you're in?
1: I'd be thinking the age of the majority of the culture. Yeah,
3: I don't know. I think I think John would still get My Little Ponies for Christmas. <laughs>
1: And amber, gotta be fair here if you
3: want, oh yeah, amber too, yeah amber, amber, too, yeah, amber,
1: yeah amber right. too, yeah,
2: and of course, if you were somebody who was had an, an unfortunate accident of birth and never really grew up, then you might get presents throughout your life, right, of course, you might you may get presents that are, may help you live your life, so yeah,
0: you if you have Down syndrome, yeah, it provides presents that will actually help you live by yourself,
2: uh, yeah,
1: Pip mentioned like what about the disabled, yeah.
2: You can take it any way you want to. Well, I think we've pretty much covered it. Anyways, we hope that you have all enjoyed the present of this podcast that we have lovingly been providing for you for the past 52 weeks of the year. Uh, Because we've been pretty much producing this every single single week, including some uh, actual play episodes that John did for Hardwire Hinterland and a few other things. There's more to come, yeah. We hope that you've enjoyed the presence that we've been giving you, because we all think that you're good little boys and girls, especially when you play our games. And we hope that we'll hear a lot more of, of the, the things that you've done with our games and also the games that you play that have made your lives fun and enjoyable. And we hope that you will give us the presence of your comments and especially as many five-star reviews on iTunes as you possibly can. That would be the present that we would really like to have this year. If every one of our listeners would go and give us a five-star rating or any kind of review on iTunes, that would be really super. We wish you a very merry holiday, whatever holiday you choose to celebrate. And if you don't celebrate any holiday at all, we hope that you have a good winter and that the spring comes soon and that you have many good possibilities ahead of yourself, and especially that you spend as much time as possible listening to our podcast (laughs) as we go further on in this adventure that we have embarked on with you. I, Bruce Sheffer, wish you all a very Merry Christmas, and I'll let the rest of you guys give whatever wishing you wish. (laughs) So this is John Ryer. And remember, this This is Santa also. Make sure you give out all those uh,
0: experience points for all your players that they deserve. Or I will leave a lump of coal in your stockings that you're wearing on your feet.
3: This is Blix. Tell your game master that we of the TriTag Podcast have given you all three free criticals. Use them wisely.
1: This is Trav. I'd like to wish all of you a very happy holiday again, however you may so celebrate. That it's filled with love, joy, gifts, giving and receiving, and just the general good feeling that you get during this season. And if you have games this season, that you're there with the people you care about and having fun. Don't eat the fruitcake. A special note from Pip. Don't eat the fruitcake. Love your GM and love your players. Be merry and celebrate your own fortune and wealth with your family and friends. Aww. That was great, Amber. That
2: was very heartfelt. That was good. So, for all of us here at the TriTag Games Podcast, we wish you a happy holiday.
0: This was the fringe Podcast. This podcast is protected under the Creative Commons license. Have a Merry Christmas.